Hi, and welcome to Soultful. This week on Soultful, we are talking with Crystal Holm, and we are talking about designing who you are becoming. So let's go. Hi, and welcome to Soultful. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My Hi. name is Toya. I'm Toya. And, and this Crystal. Is- <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Soul for you guys. As I stated, we're talking about designing who you are becoming. And we have Crystal here, who is a clutter and feng shui expert. I hope I said that right. And we're first going to talk about what we're working on. So Toya, what did you work on today? Yo, so, you know, as an entrepreneur, I have an income goal every month, right? And it is the 13th and I am nowhere near my income goal. So I'm not the one that hustles, but this morning I've been hustling and I've gotten some jobs. So we're getting close to the income goal. So I've been hustling, getting jobs all morning. What about you, Nikia? That's great. I got confused on a spreadsheet. We have two buildings. One is 600 and one is 601. And I got confused with the water bill then the wastewater bill and I transposed the numbers. So I have been fixing that all day because I've done it for the whole year. So I've been fixing that all day. <laughs> Crystal, what are you working on today? Well, I am actually building out a, a web page to be quite honest. And so I was submitting some, some case studies to be transcribed and added to my sales page. Cool. I did case studies today too. Hey, Janet, what are you working on? Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little bit. Um, fixing my computer. That's what I'm working. Yes. On. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry you're having such a hard time with the computer, Janet. It ain't one thing; it's another. It just means I'm living. But yeah, yes, I'm fixing my computer. That's what I'm doing now. Well, not yes. now, but I'll be back too. <laughs> Okay, so our guest today is Crystal Holm. Her, she is the founder of Designed Life Studio and creator of the Designed Life Method, Mind, Body, Soul, and Home. She is a feng shui designer and clutter expert who teaches soul-driven entrepreneurs how to use feng shui the right way to create peace and prosperity in all the areas of their lives and business. Welcome, Crystal. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. First, first, how do you pronounce the word? It's feng shui. Feng shui, okay. And what is feng shui? <laughs> well, feng shui is really the study of the flow of energy in your space and your relationship with that flow. Hmm, interesting. I want to know, Crystal, how in the world did you get into wanting to be that word? <laughs> feng shui. Feng shui. <laughs> well, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, I actually was introduced to what I'll call energy work, right? I was introduced to this idea of energy work and 
being able to manipulate energy to manifest things, you know, magically when I was about nine. And so it was something that I studied just, I mean, who doesn't want to do magic, right? It was something that I studied kind of my whole life. And then when I was in, when I was in college, um, I went to school to be an interior designer. And during my psychology class, actually, our professor assigned us to write a paper that had to do with psychology and our field of study. And so I had heard about feng shui, you know, this was a good 20 years ago or so. And I had heard about feng shui. It had only been popular in the U.S. for a few years at that point. And so I didn't know a lot about it. And I figured, you know, well, I'll go get every resource I can and, and I'll learn about it in the next 11 weeks. And then I will write my paper and I'll know everything there's about feng shui. And so it didn't quite work out that way. <laughs> I, um, you know, I checked out every book they had at the library, which was probably a two foot tall stack of books. You know, I, I researched on the internet and by the time the semester was over, I was more confused about feng shui than I was at the beginning. And so you fast forward a couple years into my design career and I had moved to Hawaii and I was working at a very high-end residential design firm. And one of our clients was from China and we submitted the design to them and they sent it back that the feng shui was all wrong. And so my boss came to the staff and asked if anybody really knew anything about feng shui. And I was the only person that had any sort of knowledge about it whatsoever. So I sort of just got thrown into the fire, so to speak, to, to fix this design plan and make the feng shui correct. And let me tell you, if you've ever experienced imposter syndrome on any level, <laughs> that was my moment of imposter syndrome for sure. And so after I did that project, I, I ended up going back to school again. I found a, a college that teaches feng shui. And um, I went back to school and studied feng shui um, professionally to add it into, because it was so fascinating to me and it was so in alignment with, you know, everything that I had been fascinated with since I was a young child. Okay. So why do you think your clients need straight talk wrapped in love? <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of people would like to hear what they want to hear and not what they need to hear and that is really the feedback that i get from my clients that they the thing they love about working with me the most is that that i do i tell them what they need to hear sometimes whether they want to hear it or not um often whether they want to hear it or not because it's it's Otherwise, what what's the point? Like, what are you paying me for if I'm not going to tell you what what you need to hear? It 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 serves no one. Okay. What is clutter? What is um, 
I define clutter as anything you do not use, need, or love. Mm, that's interesting. I wonder why we all, <laughs> all why we all keep clutter. <laughs> um, well, well, here's the there's a really cool thing about clutter. As I as I started working professionally as a as a feng shui designer, I noticed everybody got hung up on the clutter, and in studying feng shui they talked about it a little bit like clutter is what stagnates the energy of your space but it wasn't until i really started diving into the psychology of clutter and understanding that it's the clutter really is a reflection of our limiting beliefs mm. um and so our our in when we look at our space as a whole from a feng shui standpoint your space is an extension of your energetic field, right? So everything in your space is a reflection of what you believe or what you would like to believe, <laughs> how you want the world to see you, as well as what's really going on. The clutter is what's really going on. <laughs> so are we talking about just physical spaces or are we talking about virtual spaces as well? Honestly, it applies to all spaces. Um, because feng shui can be, you can narrow your focus down to, you know, your online space, you know, or just your bedroom or just one floor of your house or your whole house, your whole city, your state, your whole country, the whole globe. Like it just depends on the lens and how focused in you are, but it all applies because it has to do with the flow of energy. All right. So let me just say real quickly <clears throat> Nikia is um, as a virtual assistant she's really good at you know getting stuff together she's the best project management manager you'll ever ever have y'all y'all hear that you need a project manager y'all need to call Nikia at kidsvirtualservices.com but um so right now she's helping me with my inbox and how many emails was there Nikia there were 32,249 so, so she's getting me together, but so what's that say about me having a jacked up in, email inbox? What's, what's that mean? Um, my guess would be it has to do with scarcity and the fear of missing out. Mm. <laughs> she's in the cleaner and I, and I am scared. I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I miss some message that she's done labeled and archived and put in a folder somewhere? So that's real. That's real. Okay. Well, I did not remove anything that was less than a year old. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so you're you're good there. You can search for things in 2020 and 21. Okay. All right. I got 2017 ago. Oh, shoot. see, that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't tell you anything. I just let you do what you do because that's what. You <laughs> Thank you. So, so she's getting um, get a crystal. Yeah. So, Crystal, can you tell me about the design life framework? The yes, the design life method is is my proprietary framework. It's it's a it's a four part system, right? Mind, body, soul, and home. And it's how I work with my clients to help them design a space that is both a reflection of who they are becoming as well as a space that is in alignment with the person that you need to be to become her. Okay. 
Interesting. Anybody else have any questions? Suppose they are all. Go ahead, Jane. They are already there. Can you hear me? Uh huh. If you're already there, do you help them just perfect what they need to be? If you're already, if you're already where? In the space. If you're already in uh, the space. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're already yeah. in the space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, usually the people that I work with have, they have an office space that they've already set up, but it, they're not like crazy in love with it or they're already trying to rearrange it to make it feel right. Um, sometimes it's people that have just moved to a new space, you know, and they want to be in alignment energetically um, because your space also has an energetic signature. And so a lot of times we can get to where our energy clashes and so when those energies are out of alignment, you can feel it and it will be reflected in your life. So like a lot of times clients will come to me when they are struggling with um, not making enough money or not having enough clients, um, not reaching enough people. And so what they want, they'll want to do is, you know, work on shifting the energy of their space so that they are in flow with that. So then... I work with them to put them sort of in the power position of their space um, so that they are supported energetically in what they're trying to accomplish in their business. Um, and then that way, everything, all of the energies are in alignment to make sort of make that happen. <laughs> That's very interesting. So in I space, Go ahead, Janet. Could, would you, have you found that working in your home takes um absorb absorbs i can't even get my questions out i'm so frustrated do you find that working in your home absorbs more energy than working on location um absorbs i think that a lot of people will when they first make that shift from especially working on location to working at home, a lot of what they have a struggle with is is finding that, let's say work-life balance, right? The, the, you get up to go to the bathroom and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I better do laundry or I should do dishes because we're think we're at home and we should be doing home things instead of this is work time and I should be doing work time. So there's some, there's some energetic shifts that need to happen so that, you know, we can, go about work without feeling guilty about all of the, especially as women, things that are sort of put on us as expectations of what we would do while we're home that's not business related. Whereas when we're at work, nobody's expecting us to get the laundry done and the dishes done because we're not physically in the space. So in that way, I see where sometimes it can feel draining but when we set ourselves up energetically to have um, to have the space empower us and lift us up, it will also um, energize us, like recharge, right? Your home should be a battery. It should be, it's where you go to rest and recharge. So when we set it up the right way, it, 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 does, it does support you in that way so that you're not so drained and tired. And so how does color affect your um, your energy? 
in a lot of ways. Um, it'll depend on the color. Um, psychology of color has so much impact. Um, certain colors do are better for sleeping, right? You know, your cool colors tend to be more peaceful colors or make you want to be restful. Whereas some of the brighter colors are, you know, are good for kitchens or making you want to eat or what have you. So sometimes making sure that you have the space around you, the, the color that will em empower the use of the space. Uh, does that make sense? Uh, to, you know, to support what you're trying to get done. If you're trying to work, you know, you maybe don't want reds and yellows, right? You wouldn't go to McDonald's to, to try to get work done Whereas you might go to a coffee shop, you know, that's greens and blues, you know, or, or natural colors because of the difference in what you're going to experience on a psychological level. So the same is true in your office. <laughs> Toy says everything should be purple. <laughs> yes, we love purple. The toys love purple. I love I love purple too. <laughs> Purple's my favorite color. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so how can we use Feng Shui as a business tool? Feng, Feng Shui, yeah. Well, when you get when you when you design your space intentionally um, mm -hmm. to to align yourself energetically with your goals and your vision. You cannot help but manifest them in existence because that is what all the energy is, is working towards. So when you set up your space with that intention, you know, everything is in alignment and, and it, we all make it happen. So I, I have the, the un, uneducated thought that Feng Shui means if I put this in the wrong place, I can't work straight. Is, is that what you mean by energy being off because something's not placed correctly? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It'll block your, it'll block the flow of your energy. And so what ends up happening is if we have a limiting belief, for example, about how much money we're able to make or what we're capable of doing, we will intentionally, not intentionally, we will instinctively place our furniture and the, the things around us to make sure that that's our glass ceiling because that's what we believe is possible. So we're, we're instinctively living in our space and we will set things up so that that is where, that's how the energy flows. When we start to use feng shui and get intentional about where we're placing things, we don't accidentally place something somewhere where we're blocking our flow of money because we know, oh, I'm in alignment with the flow of money. So that way money comes. And, and it's, it's shifting those internal blocks by doing something different in our space so that that is what reflects to us what we believe. Okay. Um, Sort of like the way. Okay, Kimberly. Crystal. Kimberly, I'm gonna need Crystal. you to break yeah. that down. Just, Crystal, Crystal, I'm sorry. I'm gonna need you to break that down one more time. So yeah, because I'm one more time. Like, can you like 
I'm thinking like, okay, so the, the dresser that's behind me, which I hate, and my mom won't let me take out of this office, is blocking my money. So I need to move it <laughs> so that I can make my income go. Yeah, it's yeah. How, how is that blocking? Um, I'm just trying to, because I like sitting. Well, because from what she just said, I like from what she by just the window. Mm hmm From what she just said, that desk is obligation clutter right there. So she's got some obligation around what, how, what she has to do in her space and in her business. Um, I don't know where it's sitting. I can't tell based on, on your floor plan and stuff. But just from the words that you've said, yeah, there's some obligation that's keeping you playing small and not letting, and not letting you like fully bloom and, and family does that family has ways of, of making us play small with the obligation clutter that they put on us. Um, and usually that's exactly how it comes out. So then I sit down with clients and we have big conversations around stuff like this desk <laughs> and then, um, and, and then we deal with that clutter and the limiting belief that it's reflective of, because there's a story in there somewhere right? That, that, that you would just need to dig into. And then once we release that story, then, then we can release that block and then the money flows. Okay. okay so suppose your, your clutter, cause I like sitting by the window. Mm -hmm. um, but because I like sitting by the window, the area is smaller than if I was to sit on the other side of the house, could that be a clutter? Um, not so much. Um, it's more of, I mean, when you, I, when you're happy with the space that you're in, that makes a difference. And there might be a reason I'd have to look at your, your, your floor plans and see kind of, why it is that you feel drawn there other than the window because energetically there's going to be a reason also for what's for what's going on in there but clutter is usually more the physical mental or emotional baggage the stuff um there will be a reason that you want to sit in that spot but if it's making you happy then that's a good thing if it's also making you productive it's a good thing if it's making you not productive or it's sabotaging you, then it's not necessarily so good. Oh, um, you know, well, in a way, yes. Because I really need more space, but I just love looking out the window. So a lot of times that's how we sabotage ourselves is yes. because we, we instinctively want to sit here because we like the view but we can also use that view as a procrastination tool to stare out the window all day and not get stuff done or to not have room to spread out and work in our space. And it's just one of the ways that we sabotage because we don't usually think we're worthy um, of, of the bigger thing or it's a scarcity thing, especially when it's a like I have to be in the small space because I'm, you know, the bigger space. It, it's it'll, it'll depend. We'd have to dive into it. But. It's usually one of the three. Scarcity, worthiness, and obligation is what I see mostly when clients come to me. That that's, that's usually what their clutter is. That's usually the limiting beliefs that their clutter is reflecting 
And so then once we start looking at it and diving into it, um, then they make these big gigantic shifts energetically. Um, and that's what unblocks that flow of energy. Nice. Really quickly, I just want to say thank you so much for wow. uh, the soldiers that are here with us. Thank you for Toya, China. I think Jasmine was on earlier. So thank you guys so much. I hope you're soaking in this information. And I had a question for you, Crystal. I would like mm -hmm. to know um, about your space. Like I'm sure it's really feng shui'd out. So <laughs> um, it usually is. I actually just moved about two weeks ago. And um, I am in the process of feng shuiing the space that I'm in right now. Um, it's usually the very first thing that I do. Yeah. And I have, um, we're mobile, so we move every couple of months, but I am very specific about the things that I have in my space for the, for very specific reasons and, and, and how I set my space up so that I am in flow with the energy. Um, um, I've been doing that for quite a while, mm, probably about five or six years now, where I'm very specific about how I set up my space so that I'm all of my, I'm in alignment with all of my different goals. Sometimes it's a money goal, like you mentioned earlier. Sometimes I have health goals too, right? Because I had, that's how mine really started, was more of a, of a health goal. Um, I had to put, I had to shelve my business and put it on the side to, to do healing work. And so um, I would make dedicated space for yoga in like the healing area of my space so that um, I was getting that part, the energetic boost, like that was the engine then that was running the space was the healing quadrant so that I can get myself back out of a wheelchair. Okay. Wow, amazing. Is moving, uh, you said you move every, every couple months or something like that, is that part of keeping your energy cool? I mean, I would love that lifestyle. Like when I can afford you, I want to just kind of move about, like what in a motorhome. What do you What do you think about that, Nakia? Give me a motorhome, me and me and the kids. No, <laughs> that sounds awesome. I've done that when I was little. I'm good. Okay, okay. Is that part of your your good energy, Crystal? Um, I really do it with my partner. Um, he moves for his work. And since I am able to do all of my work virtually, I am able to travel with him. So we gave up our house a couple of years ago and we just moved from place to place wherever his work takes us. Um, and so, yeah, we just got to Portland a couple of weeks ago, back to Portland. We met in Portland um, a few years ago. So we just came back to this area a couple of weeks ago and are just kind of getting settled in again. Nice. That sounds very freeing. Yes. yes. Does anybody have any more questions? <laughs> Does anybody have any more questions? I don't think so. I know she Janet? was so succinct with her answers that she just answered everything for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought it was gonna be like so like mambo jambo magical. This is like, but yeah. that was very. Yeah, it was yeah. very informative. Yeah. Yeah, informative. Yeah. I noticed that's true a lot. A lot of people think feng shui is, is like magic. And I mean, it, it kind of seems to work that way, but it's not because it's magic. It's literally just when you get in alignment with the flow of energy, 
it has to happen. Like it, it can't not happen. So um, just being able to, to, to really turn your space into that sanctuary, like your home is your castle kind of thing, right? Your sanctuary space to escape from the world is, is, is a reflection of how much you really love yourself and how much you think you're worth. Mm. Deep. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm, I'm like, Crystal has a downloadable for you guys. It is located at, where's my sticky note? Declutteryourmindset.com. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you guys go and get that and, and declutter your mindset. I'm going to download mm. it myself and see if I can get my moment and let me take this out this office. Yeah, tell us about the downloadable, Crystal. What do we what do we have in store? Yeah, so that is the download is my signature five step method to decluttering. Um, it's the first. It's literally the first pillar in my four step um, framework. So the declutter your mindset will take you through five steps of decluttering the physical, mental, and emotional stuff. You know that's really holding you back from really reaching the best version of you. Ooh, that's deep. I'm scared of that download. Why are you scared? It's a good one. It's, it's a good it's one. Mental, physical, and emotional. That That's deep. That's getting to the point. It's getting, getting real. Yes. It is. Don't help us. Yes, definitely. So who's our um, sponsor today? Our sponsor today would be, I think that's Mindful and Melanated, yes? Okay. Mindful and Melanated. You guys, this is um, uh, Minority Mental Health Month. And if you don't know, let me share a little, a little bit about that real quickly. Um, her name, I believe, is B.B. Moore Campbell. She's a founder, yeah, she's a founder of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI, NAMI um, the Urban Los Angeles chapter. Let me pull up her little little blurb here real quickly. Yeah, that's her right there. Um, according to NAMI, Campbell was a champion for mental health education and support among individuals of diverse communities. A leading African-American author, she co-founded NAMI Urban Los Angeles and received NAMI's 2003 Outstanding Media Award for Literature. She died in 2006. To honor her legacy, in 2008, the United States House of Representatives announced July as being for Campbell National Minority Mental Health Awards. And you see a quote there that says, people of color, particularly African Americans, feel a stigma or key in a race conscious society. Some don't want to be perceived as having another deficit. And you know, it is so important that we uh, that we're in tune um, and that we, we check our mental and we check those around us, especially our children. And uh, you know, especially as black people, as she said, we, we don't want any other uh stigmas against us but like we have mental issues like everybody else right so you know again this is this is um, the mindset i hope that you really you know decide to um you know look at all the stuff that's around us that's talking about it and that you you know take you know do a self-evaluation and your family and your friends and and also check on that that strong friend right and um because mental health is very very important and yes. as nakia said our sponsor is it is Mindful and Melanated. They're having um, some talks every Thursday this month 
um, for 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 the, the for uh, minority mental health. And this week on the fifteenth, my mental health is not minor, and that's this the speaker series. And uh, if you if you go to Mindful Melody on Facebook. You can go check out the event. Please make sure that you go. We're actually going to be able, we're going to help produce the shows and we're really excited about them. So come on out. I believe it's at, it's at seven or eight o'clock, right, Nikia? Yeah. Yeah, so go to the Facebook page, Mindful and Melanated, and uh, you'll be able to see our, our live event every, every Thursday this week. Every this Thursday this Yes, 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 yes. Okay, well that has been a Another episode of Soul School. Crystal, we thank you for coming. We appreciate you. Yes, and everybody go and get her download. And we will see you guys next week. Yep. Thank and you so much below. for having me. Yeah, we want to kind of connect with the Crystal guys. Her information, her, her social uh, profiles are down below. So definitely connect. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And get your free download. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. See you next week. Thank you. Hi, and welcome to Soul Support.